Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Gwen Shayetta, and welcome to another episode of Life on Your Terms. You know, I've talked a lot about the seven L's. This is a process or framework that I believe is really the guideline to creating a life on your terms, that we all go through a series of steps. It may not be exactly linear, but that we touch on these as we work to create a life on our terms. And just to to recap, for those of you who haven't heard it, the first L is listening. And that's all about getting in touch with our inner voice. It sounds easier said than done. So often, and you've heard through these interviews, people get out of touch with that listening. And so that's the first L that we have to master. The second L being love. What do you love? What are you passionate about? And that second L also includes your values. What do you value? And that's really your driver, your rudder, if you will, to help creating a life on your terms. The third L are the layers. What layers do you have to peel back and work through? The blocks and the barriers that you have to remove to get to where you want to go. The fourth L is leap. That's your plan. How are you actually going to get there, right? We can have the vision, we can be in touch, we can remove the blocks, but how are we going to actually step-by-step create that life on our terms? And then you land. What does that look like? What, What will it look like to you? What is your vision of when you land, what does that look like? And what do you learn once you've land? When you look around and you you say, wow, I'm here, what are the things that you can take away to go to that next step of leveling up, number seven, right? Because we never truly arrive. Again, listening, love, layers, leap, land, learn, and level up. And in today's episode, I am so excited. We're going to be talking with Mary Beth Highland, and she is an expert really in that second L, um, which ties into the values, love, your values, your passion, and she's going to break it down for us. And by the end of this episode, I hope that you can ask yourself, wow, am I acting in alignment with my values. Am I saying I want this, but I'm really kind of behaving in this way? And so if you truly want to create a life on your terms, you've got to get connected with those values. You've got to peel back and understand where your values came from. Are you really living by your values or are you living based on society's values or values that you may have been instilled in you growing up, but that Perhaps you've outgrown and maybe you want to reevaluate and look more closely at your own values. So that's what today's episode is all about. We will have Mary Beth, our expert, on board, and she's going to walk us through this process. And she's also going to share some of her amazing story um, of her influences related to values, how she had to check herself, and how that process led to her creating her own company, Spark Vision, where she helps individuals and organizations come into alignment with their own values to create an environment where people can thrive. In addition to being an expert on values, Mary Beth Highland is a woodworking, flute playing, water ballerina. And she's going to share some great energy on values and so much more. So let's get started. Mary Beth, welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're joining us today. 
I'm so excited to be here. I've been loving your work so far, and it's an honor to be a part of it. Why does this concept of values resonate so deeply with you on a, on a personal level? I, I know that personally, this came from growing up and having an experience where I had parents whose values really clashed with each other's. So my mom was an art therapist and obviously somebody who's in that type of industry is really all about helping others and understanding what's going on in their lives emotionally, psychologically, and helping them to get to a better place in life. And my father was literally a rocket scientist at NASA and was much more of the scientific side of things and had a very different perspective on what it meant to support yourself and to support others. He was very much of the mentality of, you know, everybody has to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and um, actually didn't really believe in therapy, which is pretty ironic because he was married to an art therapist. Um, so I, I grew up in this experience of like, seeing these two extraordinary contradictions of people living what they saw as their values and and really resonating with my mother's mm -hmm. and seeing that she could live a life professionally and personally where she was able to do the things that were her part of her moral compass and then having a father who was pretty much the opposite of my mom in that respect. So this, as I grew older and became a quote unquote adult, and now that I'm a professional and, and have my own business, it's been extremely valuable for me to reflect on those experiences from my upbringing and understand where that clash came from and understand that when I was just a little kid and didn't really know and you're looking to your parents to show you those things that I was able to experience both sides um, and know from a young age that what my dad was doing would, did not resonate with my values. And so now that I'm able to work in a space where I'm helping people to identify what, what their personal values are, work with organizations to help them to identify as a group of humans what their values are, uh, it's just been so powerful to not only do the work itself, but to connect the dots back to, to why this is so important to me. And again, that goes back to just experiencing that clash and knowing something was wrong and not really being able to do anything about it. But now that I'm an adult, I really can do something about it. And what, what do you recall? You know, because so many, when you think about values, we learn these things, you know, and so often it's a, on, a, on a visceral level. What do you recall? I mean, how you sort of went, wow, my mom's values are in alignment and my dad's aren't. I mean, as a young child, I, what, how did, how did you know? What, what do you remember picking up on? So, I mean, we, this could be like a three hour conversation <laughs> because yes. there were so many things that I picked up on, but some really tangible experiences that, that come to mind as you're asking about this. Um, so again, I can just go back to their professions and um, my mom works in art therapy. Today, people know what that is. When I was a kid, people did not know what that was. And a lot of people thought art therapy was like some kind of weird voodoo and some kind of like reading of the tarot cards versus an actual therapeutic treatment, which today there's a lot more awareness on. And so 
my mom would passionately speak about the work she was doing. She specialized in individuals with dissociative identity, so um, formerly known as multiple personality disorder, and how through art she was able to get people back into one piece and one person. And then, you know, my mom would have to work a lot on the weekends because she worked at a hospital. And my dad would say things like, oh, your mom's just spraying people with hot and cold water. That's that she's not she's not actually doing anything like there's not you can't really do that in art therapy. She's just playing a game. We could do a series, Mary Beth, because what you're <laughs> raising is, is sort of another angle of, um, you know, being careful about picking the people around you um, oh, yeah. and because, you know, and if they don't value your values, um, that's a whole nother piece, right? Of That may be a barrier when we think about these L's um, of, you know, kind of t getting the people out of our life or the barriers out of our life. So maybe for your mom, I mean, that must have been such a challenge that her values weren't weren't respected. Um, so that's, a, that's a whole other interesting layer there. It and, is. And so, so for you, I mean, when you think about values and I know you do so much work on the personal and organization level, how, how do you define values? You know, so many of us, it can be a subconscious piece. You know, we, we have these values and we grow up with them that we may not even realize they're there sort of subconsciously what how do you define values what are they so as i consider the individual side versus the corporate or organizational side i think of values as a person's standards uh, for their behavior and how that's based on their morals so more simply put what is an individual's moral compass? So what are they using as the factors to make decisions in their lives? Um, oftentimes people can go back, whether it's intentionally or subconsciously, they're, they're relying on their value system to make their decisions in life. And when I think about it from an organizational perspective, when I go into companies and helping them to define define what their values are. It's really a representation of who they want to be and how they want to do their work. Not what they want to accomplish, but the way in which they want to make it happen. And, and what I love saying to people, and it usually gets people to sit up a little bit straighter, um, is that it's not a value in a company unless you're willing to fire someone over it. It's just a nice idea. Oh, I love that. And how do you, how would you translate that in to the person. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the work is even harder. <laughs> the personal side, right? The personal reflective side, because I think oftentimes individuals haven't defined what those values are for themselves. They know sort of if they really think about it, what they could be, but they don't take the time to really write them out or go through an exercise to define what those pieces are for them. So oftentimes people are out of alignment and they don't even know that they are because they don't have a clear definition for themselves. Obviously, every individual has a different set of values, and that is how they make their decisions in life. Um, typically, they are created from life experiences. So whether there's something that you experience and, and it resonated with you deeply as something you wanted to carry out in life, or the opposite, and like I was mentioning with my father, where you saw something and you just knew it wasn't right, but maybe people aren't putting the language of, it didn't sit right with my value system. 
They're just saying it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. But truly, if you're thinking about values as your moral compass, it's that same idea of what is that thing that you're checking thing checking against when you're making these decisions? If it just doesn't feel right or maybe it feels 100 percent right. It's typically because it's either aligned or not aligned. So for folks who are feeling unaligned with their values, I would say the first thing to do to to start that process of kind of getting back in alignment is to understand what are those pieces for yourself. So what are the words that define your value system? So to give an example, I went through an exercise recently and uh, my number one uh, accountability was a big piece for me as one of my values. Being able to not only do what I say, but say what I do and being someone that others can rely on. So when I don't do that, so for example, if I tell someone I'm going to get back to them and then it slips off my radar and it doesn't happen. It feels really bad to me because it's not aligned with the things I believe in. But the way that I can get back in line with ensuring that I'm living that value of being accountable to myself and others is by acknowledging it, giving myself permission to be okay with the fact that we're nobody's perfect and you're not always going to live 100% exactly as you want to. So acknowledging that that's okay. And then sort of just resetting and say, what do I need to do to make that right? So don't ignore it. But it's in the the example of accountability, say you forgot to get back in touch with someone just reaching back out saying, I am so sorry, this completely slipped off my radar. This is not it was not my intention to ignore you. Can we start over? And I would say more often than not, in fact, like 99.9% of the time, Anybody who has a soul is going to be totally fine with that as long as you're being open and transparent about what's going on and not using it as an excuse, but owning your humanity in the process that nobody's really perfect at the end of the day. That, that's so true. I mean, and you just said something so important. You, you know when you're out of alignment, right? And it makes me think of a chiropractor, but this is for your, for your values. But you, you notice... Um, that you feel bad or, and, and there's, I know there's research out there about when you're not operating alignment. I mean, you can, you can feel sort of down, unhappy. I mean, there is, there is some, some research to show. I mean, if you are living your values, people are, are going to be more happy. You're, you have a sense of control. You have a sense of clarity. And, and you also mentioned something else that's really important, Mary Beth, about where they, they come from. I mean, you've done the work personally, it sounds like to get clear on your values. But can you say a little bit about um, it is almost subconscious for some people, right? There's not a class typically that we take in school that asks us about our values. I mean, we, we grow up in families, we get fed messages, you know, on, on TV and society about what our values should be, right? We should value having a big house, should value having a you know, a, a good career with a title. Can you talk a little bit about how sometimes we just all of a sudden wake up and we have, we may be wearing these values that, that we didn't consciously choose? Yeah, I think that oftentimes it's as basic and as complicated 
as your values start to form based on the people who are raising you and the people that you spend the most time with and the individuals that are showing you how to make decisions and what those decisions look like at a young age before you can really figure that out on your own. So for me, when I'm really thinking about that whole concept of where do values come from, it's really what are the experiences that you've had in life and how do those experiences make you feel and what decisions did you make because of those things? And if you boil all that down, it starts to help you understand what are your value systems. So I'm not going to go out on the street and kick somebody who's down because that would make me feel terrible. That would be one of the worst things I could ever do. It would hurt me more than it would maybe even hurt the person that I was doing harm to because it goes completely against everything I believe in. And that's an obvious one. So that's obviously an in your face type of thing. But I think what you were saying before around the, you just have that gut feeling of like, this doesn't feel good, this isn't right. But you need to do the work to understand, okay, why doesn't this feel right? Mm -hmm. What about this experience isn't aligned with me and the way that I see the world, my views and my values of the world? And sort of working backwards, because when you reflect on these pieces and you really understand who you are as an individual, as a human in this world, then you start to understand what your gifts are that you're bringing to the world, but also how you interact and the ways in which you can make positive difference by just being yourself. And it helps you to, again, go back to thinking about your decision-making processes and how you're going to show up every day if you are in alignment. And if you're not, it's going to make a big impact and even you were saying, you know, you just don't feel good. Sometimes it actually physically starts to take over too. You're physically feeling ill. You're physically feeling achy because there's all this stuff going on emotionally that starts to go into other parts of your body. And it, and it takes a very um, significant toll if you're out of balance when it comes to that alignment. And can you say just to like give the listeners an example so as a as a child, and I know you you know you do a lot of work in this storytelling. What might be an example of an ex, a life experience and how that shapes our value? And and then I want to you know in a second jump to sometimes our values change, right? We have a, a right as an adult to stop and and kind of re inventory where we are. But can you give sort of an example of an experience that leads to a value in somebody's childhood. Absolutely. And and actually it's this is great timing for this for me because my mom actually just retired uh about a 30 year career in her work that she was doing. And when I was a really, a really young child, she worked in the shelters and she did art therapy with women who were living in the shelter system. And when I was sick from school or school was closed, I would go with her to the shelter. And not that I lived at the shelter, but that I went in and I saw my mom do her work and I kind of played amongst my, you know, by myself. But I specifically remember she she just retired a couple weeks ago and I and I wrote a piece for her at her retirement party. And I and I specifically talked about this one experience as a young kid where they were taking the women in the shelter to the zoo for an outing for the day. And she said to me, 
the people that we're going to be with today might not look like us and they might not talk the way that we talk, but they're really good people and we're going to have a really good time. So just remember that as we go throughout these days that these these are good people and you're a good person and we're going to have a good day together. And that's something that really stuck with me because I think, again, when you're sort of figuring out what's right and wrong as you're growing up, you make some assumptions about people who don't look like you, and especially people who are in extreme circumstances like living on the streets. And to have been basically educated from the time I knew what it meant to have relationships with people that we are all the same, Mm -hmm. it really made a huge impact in the way that I looked at every person as I grew older and not in... I can certainly not say that I'm completely unjudgmental. We all are, but I wasn't as quick to make judgments about people's lifestyles and where they are today because I had such personal exposure to those who were really struggling. Which is fascinating when you look at where you are. I mean, when you look at what your business is and, you know, as I was thinking about this interview, Mary Beth, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to, you're on today as an expert, but I'm going to have to have you back to tell even more of your personal story. But that, that idea of that value of acceptance of other people and understanding that we all come from different places, but we all have value. I mean, that is truly what your, your company is about. So you've literally, when you talk about alignment, um, you have truly, you have truly done that in your, what your business has manifested to be from one of your core values as a child. Yeah. Well, thank you. It it feels so good to hear it said by somebody else because sometimes I don't know if it's as clear when I'm doing the work myself, but because it's, you know, the work that I do is so deeply rooted in the experiences I had growing up and, and feeling what was right and what was wrong. And, and now as an adult, recognizing that that ultimately developed a very significant level of emotional intelligence by having to have my radar radar up really high um, as I was navigating, again, this two extreme different types of parenting. And all of it went back to understanding like, this is not right. Um, this doesn't resonate with me. And ultimately, that it was what created my value system. I love it. And many people, I mean, to have those two extremes, even though that could have been a challenge, I mean, you were able to take that experience and get very clear on your personal values. And I, and yeah, I don't want to diminish. This isn't absolutely not something that happened, just like clicked one day and was like, oh, now I got it. Like, it's all good. I have been in very intensive therapy for several years that has created an extraordinary amount of clarity in my life. And I feel that I finally understand a lot of these connections, but it didn't happen just because I'm a reflective person. It happened because I am a reflective person and I sought professional help to be able to go down that road and understand how all these pieces are ultimately connected in my life, but really in everyone's life. What made you say, I personally want to dig deeper and understand my own values? Did you come to a crossroads? I did, actually. It was a very 
uh, significant experience. And as we're having this conversation, I'm realizing how much it truly did. It was about being out of alignment with my value system. So I had a job that I loved, but I wasn't being treated well. And instead of saying, I'm going to find something else, I, I just decided to just keep pushing myself harder and harder and harder to prove myself. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it that I can do this, that, you know, I can be the best at this. And it turned into a work addiction, actually. And nobody was making me do that but myself. And it was because I was trying to prove something that I wanted to, again, like be the best and do the best work instead of really saying, it's not healthy for me to be here. This is not the right way to be pushed um, in this direction. And so it got to a point where I was not really sleeping at night. This is what, what I was saying earlier about sometimes it comes out physically when you're not out of alignment. Yeah. And that was exactly what was going on with me. I wasn't sleeping. And not only was I not sleeping, but I was waking up in the middle of the night and working. So I'm talking like 2 a.m., like 2 to 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, why not just go to work um, instead of really addressing what was going on? And I got to tell you, there were a lot of people in my life that said, why don't you just go get some medication um, to get you to sleep through the night? Oh, and, but don't change what you're doing. Just get some right, medication. Because so you're you can... doing so great because you're doing, I mean, I developed a national best practice model while I was in this crazy mind space. Um, but at the same time, I knew that that was not who I am. So there, I have nothing against folks who need to take medication to help them with through their issues. But this was, for me, not that type of a situation. Um, obviously, if you have mental health issues, that's completely different. And I obviously advocate for people getting appropriate um, help with that. But when it came to what I was going through, it was an, it was not being disaligned with my values and the way that I wanted to live my life. And so there was a moment where I was laying in bed with my husband. He rolls over, he wakes up and he says, it's so good to see you. I was like, what do you mean? You see me all the time. He's like, no, you're never here when I wake up in the morning because you're always working. You know what's so fascinating about that, Mary Beth, is you just, so when you kind of rewind all of this, there was a value, and I guess going back to, to growing up and some of the things you heard, that if I just do more, if I just do more, you know, I'll be able to achieve and deliver what's being asked of me. And, that, and, and so that was a value that you had to kind of reassess and go, wait a minute. I mean, because they're probably, they would have just kept pushing you. There would have been no end to that. And like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't healthy and it wasn't really about you and just doing more. It was like, wait a second, I... I need to take inventory of my values. Exactly. That's exactly what was going on. And again, I, I don't blame the organization I worked for. I don't, it was something I was doing to myself. I was striving for perhaps the values that my dad saw in what it meant to be successful versus what I really knew in my gut and in my heart and my spirit that it wasn't healthy. And so it took my husband saying that to me to say, I need to get help. I need to do something about this. I can't just keep going through the motions and spinning in this hamster wheel. I need to assess why this, how I got to this place, to this extreme place, and how can I get back on track? And it was a lot of 
taking those action steps to learn how to slow my mind down, but also to understand who am I at my core. And again, that goes back to your value system. And how can you start making decisions in your life when you check it against your value system? And the more that you know how to do that, the more that you're going to feel in alignment and the happier you're going to be. So you're, and I, I love this. This is like a perfect little case study. So you kind of came to this crossroads. I mean, you could have just burned out, you know, I'm being extreme here, but maybe lost your marriage. I mean, your health, if you would have just kept sticking with that, but something said, wait, pause. And, and it sounds like it was that moment your husband said, you're never here. Thankfully you were listening. So I guess that's the first message is paying attention right, to our physical health, what we're hearing, what's going on internally. And, and then what, how did you figure out what your values truly were then? You hit the pause button and said, okay, this isn't right. This isn't healthy. Who am I? What do I value? What, how did you do that? What, how did you get clear? So a combination of a lot of things. So it was certainly not one quick answer. So again, one of the pieces was going to seek professional help and start to peel back a lot of layers on my upbringing experiences and how they've influenced me both positively and negatively. But then as kind of peeling that back even further, as I just mentioned, now I have a clear guide of, okay, these are some of these are my core values. And I and I went about doing that in a, in a few ways. One was was it through a journaling process and spending time really writing about the things that brought energy, positivity and made me feel full and complete when they were in my life. I love that. So what made you, so get, it goes back to what you were saying about getting it more in touch with who you are. I mean, if I, if I'm taking away one message here, it's about doing the work to really know who you are. And, and we take that for granted. That sounds so simple and obvious, but I think there's a lot of us walking around in sort of this state of being influenced by our upbringing values, by society values. And we aren't, we aren't totally connected. And I think in some ways, when I talk about those seven L's, that's, that's kind of that listening piece too, of listening to that inner voice, getting in touch with just that reconnecting to yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's something that's really easy for people to avoid. And it's oftentimes something that people don't see. I hate to use the word value again, but don't see the value in spending the time to do that because it's either not something they're comfortable with, that self-exploration uh, on the deep, meaningful, interpersonal level. It's not something that they were grow raised to believe was something that was important investment of themselves or maybe even of their finances. So if you went to seek professional support to do that. But it also almost feels like another language to a lot of folks, mm -hmm. like this fluffy rainbows and sunshine stuff, hippie, dippy, all that. Like, but it, it but it isn't. It, it's actually so far from that. And what I'm so grateful for is that there's a significant amount more awareness of emotional intelligence and how important that is and how much more people get out of life when they're able to tap into that side of intelligence. And this Understanding your values and being able to recognize values in other people, whether or not they express them directly or they do it through their actions, 
you really start to understand humanity in a much deeper and more interconnected way when you can peel it back down to your core value system. Once you were clear on your values, it was it's almost like a superpower, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. Say, say, yeah, say more about, I mean, that's what I just thought like, oh my gosh, you, you have this radar for other people. You have a radar for yourself. I mean that, yeah, I just think superpower. What, what did that, what does that do once you kind of are in touch with that? It creates the most incredible level of clarity. That I think is the, the, the biggest piece for the individual side of it, of things. So for example, being able to go out and start my own business that's completely based on emotional intelligence, values, and human connection is not something I ever thought was possible. I never thought that was possible. But when I really took the time to say, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, this is what I know with 100% certainty because this is who I am as a, in my core value system and who I was born to be, then there was no question about it. And if people don't understand it, that's okay. That's because they're just on a different wavelength than I am. And they don't, not every single person needs to get it. But at the same time, the people who do speak this language and do get it, the level of connectivity that happens between them, like you and I, when we first met, mm -hmm. it was instant yes. because it's all, again, it's like you speak another language and it's, it's sad that these things are called soft skills because they're not soft at all. <laughs> they are really powerful and it's incredible when people have that clarity in themselves and then how quickly you can feel deeply connected to others when you're with somebody who also has that same type of clarity. I love what you just said, Mary Beth. And as I'm thinking about, you know, this show, we call it life on your terms, powered by your inner compass. I mean, getting this, being in touch, right. And getting clarity. It almost is to me, if somebody's saying, I want to create my best life, but they, they don't, they don't even really know what that would look like or how do I get there? I mean, a prerequisite almost is understanding your core values. I mean, you can't, I mean, it must, I know this is, I mean, you've done this journey yourself and now you help others with this journey and it must, it must make you so sad. You probably recognize it when, when you see people that just are so disconnected from that and realizing that, you know what, if you just stop to, to reconnect with that, what I'm hearing you saying is like, anything is possible. Like, boom, like if things just open up for you once you have that clarity. And I think it's also sort of this, this aura that you give off as, at the same time with, with, you know, po possibly sounding like a total hippie right now, <laughs> but you know, the energy that you give out when you're in alignment you, you're like a tractor beam for people to come and want to be with you and to, to listen to what you have to say and to want to do the things that you've done because you live that clarity in a way that people wish they could have it. And it's not that hard, but it is something you have to do consciously every day. And it's something that takes energy to go to that place. And sometimes it's something you can do on your own. Sometimes it's something that you need support of others to do. But uh, as you know, I started an entire workshop called the Life Lens Workshop, which is all about mapping out your life experiences, seeing how they shaped your values, because again, your 
values typically come from experiences. And then sharing the stories of where your core values come from and seeing how connected we actually all are to each other through shared experience and values. And that has been, you said it's, you know, sometimes it could, must be sad. Yeah. It's actually so beautiful when I get to do this workshop because sometimes people have never even considered that their values came from experiences and they certainly haven't spent the time mapping it out. So to be able to create a space where not only is that welcomed, but there's an expectation of you to do that because everybody's doing that. And then seeing really when we go there, quote unquote, we actually all are coming from the same place, but we just don't ever do that because it's not professional or easy or comfortable. And again, like when I do these workshops, it's not about having people pull all the skeletons out of their closet. It's about helping people to understand where their values came from and how that makes them uniquely them, but also so connected to everybody at the same time. And so sometimes it can be sad when folks are really struggling with it because that is obviously somebody who hasn't spent time reflecting, but what I've never had an experience, knock on wood, where they weren't able to get through it and get to the next place. You you bring it to the surface. You know, when I when, as you're talking, I think, you know, people are kind of going and, and sometimes they can be sort of like a pinball and they're, they arrive in places in their life or they're doing these things, but they don't they don't know what their underlying drivers are or they're not consciously aware of them. And it's when you bring that to the surface and you connect all those dots, it's like, oh my gosh, wow, it's empowering. And, but it can also help people go, well, wait a minute, maybe, maybe the reason I value this, maybe, maybe it wasn't coming from such a great place. Or maybe I, maybe that's, I was influenced in, in, a, in a way that wasn't healthy. Maybe I want to kind of realign my values. And I want to go back to something you said a minute ago about um, people kind of being attracted when, you know, as you said, being clear on your values that people kind of gravitate towards that energy. And I think it's, I think it's an authenticity when you yes. are, you know, are clear on your values and you're then subsequently clear on your purpose of being on this earth and you're living a life on your terms. I mean, you, you check all those boxes. You you got clear. You then created a business that was based on that clarity. And you are truly living your purpose in an authentic way. You are truly living life on your terms, Mary Beth. And I think that I think that's that's such an attractive thing. Um, it's it's confidence and it comes from such a, a deep place that I, I think people just are attracted to that. Well, thank you. You can, we can talk anytime. You shower me with all the compliments. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's, I'm, just, I'm just commenting on what I but see. I, but I will say, and I think this is probably something that most people would say if they were sitting in my seat right now and live in similar circumstances, is that I don't feel that necessarily every day. I don't wake up like, I'm living my purpose. Everything is aligned. Like, I, I definitely have experiences. And, you know, before we started this even, you know, I recently had to let a client go because 
it was taking me down. It was going and the work I was doing and the relationship that we were having together was against the values that I believe in. So while I do know that I am living my values and, and, and I am living my purpose and I am doing the things in life that are bringing me joy and, and therefore it's creating more joy in, in my world. It's, not the kind of thing that is just a wash over everything. You can quickly, it's easier to get off the path than it is to stay on it. And it wasn't until I had the conversation of, you know, I, I made a commitment in this year that I was only going to work with organizations who values aligned with my values. And at this point, I don't think we're on that place. So if something changes in the future, let's reconnect. But right now, I don't think it's it's good for either of us to continue this work. And that was a really big deal for someone who owns a startup to let a client go. Like that is not something that I am hoping to do on a regular basis. But the amount of relief that I got was like, I had no idea how much it was weighing on me to be doing work that was against what I believe in, even though it was the work that I was doing for my business, which is everything I believe in. It's scary, as you said, especially when you're new, you know, it's easy to say, Oh, well, I can't I can't afford or what's the outfall gonna be. But I guess the beautiful thing of being clear on those values and look how you've grown, you know, you talked about the story earlier about when you were, you know, staying up all night to be in that place to say, it gives you confidence. It's your, yeah. it's your inner compass. I mean, not to be corny with the show, but that those values become your inner compass and you, you have to trust that, right? You have to trust that that comes from a place and they will, they will steer you in the right direction. Yeah. And it can be really scary to make decisions like that. But I'll tell you, going back to what we were saying earlier, it just felt good when it was done. It was like, I could regret that big time because that was significant amount of money that I could have brought in for my business. But everything about the way I felt emotionally was like relief. Like I am so glad that I am no longer doing work that's not aligned with what I believe in. That is powerful. That and so in in what are your top three values, Mary Beth? I'm just curious. What are your top three or four that that guide your work for you personally? So I have three categories, and it's two values per category. So I'm kind of cheating here in the top three or four. That's okay. <laughs> um, my top, my my the the highest one that I'm that I say is authenticity and transparency. And I define that as um, be yourself. It's our greatest superpower. Trust your intuition and proactively share the good with the bad. And then the second grouping is vulnerability and empathy. And that's be open, express and expose the experiences that are too often left unsaid, support and show love to those who have the courage to do so. And then the final grouping is accountability, which I mentioned earlier, accountability and balance. Be committed, hold high standards for work ethic and all human relationships. Self-care is paramount to work and drives our success. Wow, you, you've got it down. <laughs> you've, got, <laughs> you, you've done the work. I mean, I've done the work and it was so fun to do the work for me. Like it wasn't work, it was joy. It was so amazing when I could put these words together and realize like these are my top 
six, I mean, I'm clumping them into three categories, but these are the top six things that motivate and drive me every single day with my personal value system, which is completely what my company's value system. I literally just read these from my about section of my website on what the values are of of my company. Which align with your personal. Well, so if somebody's listening to this and they say, I I want that, I want to be clear, (laughs) right? I want to be, I want to make sure my compass is pointing me in the right direction, you know, and, you know, some of the things that, you know, when I talk about these seven L's, I mean, people have dreams, they have things they, that they want to do, but then sometimes they're, they're living based on society's values. And I think that's where that disconnect comes. So if somebody wants to take inventory and get clear, you know, or, or realign, what do you suggest they do? How do they get what you have? So I, it, it depends where you are, right? So you got to meet people where they are. If this, if you're talking about somebody who's never even considered values before and has doesn't even know the words, so couldn't come up with authenticity and transparency, that kind of a thing, and needs to start from square one, I'd recommend um, looking up online the Schwartz scale. And the Schwartz scale is something that I use with my workshop as the value section because this is a psychologist who created the top uh, values of all people again across all cultures. And so it takes into account all these different categories of potential values and puts them into words like loyalty and empathy and those types of things. So that if you don't even know where to start, I would recommend looking up the Schwartz value scale and literally just going through and ranking things for yourself. So if you wanted to rank it one as in not at all, and then five is like a core value. And when I say core value, I mean those things that are unshakably you. There is no situation ever in your life where your compass would be off because that is who you are in your soul, in the core of your being. So What are those things from a scale of one to five? And start going through it and really saying, okay, this one I know for a fact is me 100%. This one, maybe I want to have this in my life, but isn't quite there. And I think the hardest piece with the ranking of those things is being honest about your situation. So one of the values on the Schwartz scale is healthy. So I certainly would love for that to be a core value of mine, something that's unshakably me all the time, but I certainly indulge (laughs) and um, I'm okay with that. But there are lots of things in my life that I could be doing to live a healthier life. So I wouldn't be able to honestly look in the mirror and say healthy is one of my core values. So it's, it's something that you want to improve on. Correct. Yeah. And so when I do these workshops too, it's interesting because some people have like 20 core values and I find that so interesting. I mean, I trust that they're being honest with themselves, but that's a lot to be able to say I live these every day. It's certainly not impossible, but it's a lot of pieces of saying you're a hundred percent this thing. And so I think that the more you like can sort, if you will, what are the pieces of your value system that are 100% always you and the things that maybe pop up here and there and the things that you wish to improve on and have more of in your life. Um, So like one of my core values is balance. But man, there are days I can really improve on that. 
really can improve. But but I know ultimately I'm always going to go back because I'm never going to go back to that person who my husband says, I don't see you anymore. You know, that's not going to be ever come back to my life. I've made a commitment to it. It's part of my core value system and the decisions that I make every day. I'd say if you want a starting point, that's a great that's a great place to, to start and just really start to take that inventory. But if you're a little more advanced and you can rattle off like, OK, here's here's five of them, the things that I know I live every day in my value system. It would be great to be able to sort of peel back some of those layers for yourself to start saying, where did these things come from? Who are the individuals who embodied these things and showed me that these values were possible to live by? And what were the experiences that I had with those individuals or because of those individuals? Um, And starting to have more of a dialogue with people about it in that in that framework, the framework of having a conversation of on values, not like, remember that time where we went to the zoo, but like, mom, you really instilled this incredible value of empathy in me from a young age. Like, where did that come from with you? What was the first experience you had when that happened? I think about the listeners of this show. And so often there are people who are, um, I, I picture a, a guy perhaps or a woman, you know, driving to to work, to their job, and maybe they want to take a bold risk. Maybe they want to start a business or move to a different place or just, or maybe downsize their life or whatever, whatever that is. And they're feeling kind of this, this rub of, can I, can I really do that? Or is that really right for me? It seems that if they can get clear on these values, that some of the fears, some of the barriers, some of the other next pieces kind of might might fall away or their next step may be a little bit more clear to them. Would you, totally. would you say that's true? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you've said this a few times of oftentimes society tells us what we should value versus really taking that personal inventory and not being concerned what anyone else thinks other than yourself. Because that's when, again, all the all the other pieces that weight kind of starts coming off and you're feeling so much lighter because you're not looking to others to validate your experience. You're able to validate it for yourself because you're in alignment. And is that when you talk about uh, those workshops, and I think you do some of this work, where you peel back and look at the stories, does that also help people kind of say, oh, wait a second, I didn't realize where that came from or wait. Oh, maybe yeah. Societies. Maybe I don't maybe I want to throw that one out so that they. Oh, get- yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So uh, the like I mentioned, the first part of the exercise is to, to map out your life experiences and we can pick a lens. So it can be a bunch of different things. But if you're looking at the, your whole life, so what are these big milestone experiences in life? And then you you do this card sort of values, which is, again, based on the short scale. And then you take your core values and connect them to the experiences on your lifeline, this this timeline that I was talking about. But oftentimes people will have a core value and have no experience on their timeline yet. And so the challenge is, if this is a core value of yours, there have to have been at least one major experience in your life that shapes this. So it pushes people to think deeper and go back a little bit further into their history or into their memory bank. And that's what's really cool is when people are like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even think about that. But now it makes so much sense because they weren't using that 
framework when they're thinking about where their values came from and how their experience shaped them. And so if somebody wants to make a change in their life, they can use that clarity of the values to create. So it's great for going back and looking at where they came from, but, but then to flip it around, you can use those values to say, wow, if I want to create this life on my terms, A, I have this clarity of these values, and then I can start sort of designing. And that's that, you know, that, that leap piece of creating a plan. We can use these values to truly kind of design a life on one's terms. Just as you did, you said, you know what, I have to leave this company. I'm going to start my own business. So there's, there's both the looking back but then a next step is how do you use that clarity and you use that to create a plan for going forward? Absolutely. And one of the things that I've was has been a new addition to this workshop that I've just loved, loved, loved is that I ask people to also identify the values in which they want to have as core values, but don't currently have. So an easy example to, to continue with was like healthy. So there's people who that is, absolutely that one of the number one, if not the number one thing in their life, and they live that way. But what's the what is the likelihood of you making that a core value if you don't surround yourself with people who have that as a core value. And so one of the additions to this workshop is connecting people with individuals who who possess core values that they wish to have in their lives. So um, I have always sort of been raised off this expression. My uncle used to always say to me, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you better not hang out with losers. <laughs> exactly. Look around. Who are you standing next to? Right. 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 And there's truth to that. Right. So you are you are you know, you are a lot of about who you spend time with and, and how you spend your time. And so what's happening now after these experiences is that people can continue on and make more um, effective choices in changing their trajectory by spending time with the individuals who really embody qualities that they want to have. And I think it seems like once you get clear, it's like, what a gift to give yourself. And, it's, totally. and it seems like being clear on, on A, what your values are, and B, the values that you would like, it may be your values, but you may not be acting on them, right? So the values that you want to become more committed to is just freeing and, and would make creating change in your life less scary. Because, Absolutely. You know, it's like you've got your little roadmap, you've got your little, you know, compass, your little GPS and trusting that. And that's, that's what I love. But if we don't have that, if we haven't done that work, we're sort of just bumper cars, you know, bumping, bumping around, um, trying to find our way. But this is just, um, like you said, if we can hone this and tap into it and get clear on it, I mean, there is no stopping somebody. Absolutely. And even when you have all the clarity, you know, there can be moments where you're, you feel like you're back, back in that bumper car experience, except when you have the clarity, you can get back on path a lot easier. So it's, it's, 
it's not about being straight and narrow all the time and having all the answers and knowing exactly where you're going and all those pieces, but, but knowing that you have it within yourself to gently go back to where it's the right place for you to be and to not judge yourself in that experience of doing that because we all, it's so, it's so much easier to be able to go off stray than to come back and, and say, this is how I'm going to be. These are my values. This is how I live my life. But then you maybe make some decisions that aren't aligned and you're like, Oh, this wasn't right. But to give your permission, yourself permission to say that wasn't right. I'm going to make a change. This is not going to be a part of my life anymore. And now I'm back to where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I think that's such an important message that you're sending. It's not like, oh, I have my values, smooth sailing to the right. to the shore that I'm trying to get to. There may be some storms and you may encounter some some waves, but it gives you that that place to come home to. It gives exactly. you yeah, that that center. And I think this is so important for our, our listeners to hear. I mean, the whole purpose of this show is to help people have the courage to create a life on their terms. But first to be able to do that. You know, we've, we've got to understand who we are, why we're trying to go, where we want to go. Do we need to change course? And Mary Beth, I so appreciate you sharing this wisdom and insight. And I, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about where people can find you um, online. If they if they want to be you know checking out some of your workshops, et cetera, share a little bit about how our listeners can find you. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. I am, my website is sparkvisionnow.com. My company is Spark Vision. And if people are interested in the workshop, it's called Life Lens, and you can find it easily on the navigation bar of the website. And there's more details there and how folks could get involved and schedule something for a group of individuals, for their company, for them as a one-on-one. I also have a regular blog that I'm talking about these kinds of things all the time, which you can also get through the website. It's sparkvisionnow.com slash blog. And um, I'm on social media, so you can find us on Facebook as well and LinkedIn. But really, the the more of this conversation, regular conversation that I'm having on these kinds of topics, you'll find on the blog. And if folks want to subscribe to my newsletter, they can do that through the website as well. And they'll get some good little treats like this in their inbox every other week, talking about these kinds of concepts and how you can apply Um, living a life that's aligned with your values, both as an individual, uh, also as a company. So thank you so much for this opportunity to, to be a part of your podcast. And I hope to be able to stay connected to some of the listeners. And I look forward to hearing if any of this was helpful. So appreciate you being on the show today. I've learned so much. And truly, you have given people some tools that I know they can immediately apply to their life. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, everybody, thank you for joining me again for another episode of this podcast. I'm Dr. Gwen Shietta. And until next time, I hope you are inspired and have the courage to live life on your terms.